0: Good morning, North Cleveland Baptist Church, and thank you so much for tuning in this morning to our uh, second week of Church Online. And we do really appreciate you tuning in this morning and being a part of getting into God's Word together. And I want to say to those of you that maybe are tuning in this morning who are a part of our spiritual family, uh, you are a part of the body of Christ, but maybe you're not a part of our physical church, meaning maybe you've never really attended our physical gatherings, uh, but you're checking us out online, as many people were doing this last week, getting to tune into uh, sermons and messages and services from different churches in our community. Uh, let me just say to those of you that are in that category, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, your time is valuable to us. We keep these videos on the shorter side so that uh, we're able to watch these videos together and then still do what we need to do through the course of the day and so uh, thank you for tuning in uh, and we do appreciate you uh, just checking us out and I pray that you're encouraged and challenged by the word of God this morning so those of you that are part of our uh, church family that are tuning in this morning thank you for tuning in as well and being a part of what we're doing uh, online here. Uh, I know that it's been difficult not meeting together physically, not being able to get together and uh, worship in the, in, in the building, um, but I'm so thankful and encouraged by all the messages that I've seen people posting, um, texts that I've received and that others are maybe receiving, um, just letting them know that they're thinking of them and praying for them, and it's just so great to see that, uh, and obviously we know that we are the body of Christ outside the building. Uh, as well. But still, I know it's difficult to do that. And so thank you so much for your encouragement and your support. And let me say again, too, if you are watching this right now and you are in need of anything, maybe a physical need, a spiritual need, uh, some prayer, uh, please reach out to us and let us know. We'd love to encourage you any way we can and uh, let you know that we're here for you. Um, Let me also say this, too, and I mentioned this last week, that uh, how can we be the body of Christ right now? How can we be Christ-like in what we're doing? And I talked about uh, getting online and doing different things and just being encouraging, texting and calling and those kind of things. Um, Let me say this as well, that... Uh, One of the things maybe we could do is when you're out at the grocery store or the pharmacy or the gas station or or those places that we kind of have to go right now, um, maybe you would take just a moment and if you see somebody stocking an aisle, uh, stocking some shelves rather, maybe you would just say, you know, hey, I just want you to know, I appreciate you. Thank you for what you do. Uh, I'm praying for you. Uh, Those kind of things. Showing patience and grace and and giving encouraging words to people that are working in those areas right now uh, are just huge. Uh, These people that are running registers and stocking aisles, uh, they're wrapped up in this maybe more than the average person. And a lot of times they're getting uh, a lot of negative things thrown at them because people are blaming them that there's nothing on the shelf. Uh, when they have nothing to do with that, so uh maybe you would take just a moment this week uh and, and just share a kind word, share a word of encouragement um, it 's amazing what the difference is or what the difference can be that can be made uh when we just stop, get out of our way, stop thinking about ourselves, think about the other person, and love our neighbor as ourselves and realize that God is the one that can give us the strength to do that and, and also let me just say this um, if you're looking for ways to encourage your community uh, there's lots of things to, to look into uh, one of the things that we've posted is uh, that the American Red Cross is looking for people to give blood uh, obviously it's by appointment so I encourage you reach out to them make an appointment uh, give in any way you can um, and, and allow God to use you to make a difference in someone's life. Um, along the lines of giving, let me just say this as well because some of you might be curious how we're doing this. Um, if you are uh, wanting to give your tithe that you would normally give in, in our weekly services, um, obviously we're not collecting those physically, but uh, meaning in a service, but if you would like to mail that in you can still do that. Uh, you can mail that into the church here if you want to do that with the envelope and all of that. Um, you can also do it online. You can go to the app or the website, whatever's more convenient for you, and click on Give, and then you can give a one-time gift, you can set it up to be a recurring gift, um, whatever you want to do. Honestly, we're talking about a matter of seconds to uh, to go ahead and give. You don't need to sign up for anything or anything like that. It's super easy. Um, and so however you're giving, let me just say uh, on behalf of our church family and our ministries and our missionaries, uh, thank you so much for giving and supporting what God is doing uh, as we continue to meet our financial obligations as well as uh, partner with our missionaries who are serving all over the world. And so however you're giving and whatever you're giving, thank you for giving for your gift generosity. It makes a huge huge difference. And so uh, I want to open in a word of prayer, and then we'll get into our talk this morning. And uh, I pray that, that you are doing well. I pray that you are staying healthy. And uh, again, I, I pray that you being encouraged by the Word and by God this week as we strive to just keep our eyes on Him. And so let's pray and ask God to lead God and direct in our time this morning. Father, we thank you for this morning. Uh, we thank you for all that you're doing and going to do in our lives in the coming week. We pray that you would just minister through us, minister to us. And as we gather this morning to worship you, I pray that you would be glorified, that you alone be lifted up. And Father, thank you for your love and your grace. Thank you for your gospel. And I pray Lord, if there's anyone listening right now that has not received Christ as our Lord and Savior, that has never for themselves put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, repenting of their sins, trusting in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ as payment for their sins, and surrendering their lives to you in complete and utter submission. I pray, Lord, that you would work in their heart, a pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd convict them of sin and righteousness, and that they would realize their need for a Savior, and that they would make the choice to put their faith and trust in you as you've worked in their heart and given them that opportunity. And so, Father, thank you for your gospel. Thank you for your love. And thank you for the reality of eternal life, that it's not just some religious concept or ideal. It's a truth. It's, it's a hope, it's a guarantee that we know that one day we will leave this world and be with you forever. Uh, thank you so much for doing all that was necessary so that we might know you for eternity. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bible, uh, I encourage you to open to Psalm 146. Psalm 146, we're going to look at uh, just 10 verses. We're going to read the whole Psalm um, and pray that it's encouragement to you. And so Psalm uh, 146. Um, and let me just say again, um, as I tried to say last week, but really didn't get kind of messed it up a little bit, let's put it that way. Um, I didn't get to say what I was wanting to say. Um, and I don't usually watch these videos back when I record videos or messages uh, because I can't stand my voice and so I can't stand hearing myself or seeing myself, and maybe you would raise your hand through the screen there and say, yeah, that's me, preacher, I can't do it either, I just don't like it, um, and I honestly don't know how you guys do it, I don't know how you listen to me every week, and some of you are saying, yeah, amen, I don't know how we do it either, preacher, so, um, but, you know, I appreciate that love and support, of course, um, but one of the things that I, I found out last Sunday is I was watching the video with uh, Sandra and my two sons, and um, We were watching the video and at the very beginning I meant to say that as a culture we're practicing uh, social distancing, not spiritual distancing. And I actually said we're practicing spiritual distancing, not spiritual distancing. So um, hopefully you guys got what I was saying there and you understood where I was coming from. But we want to continue to gather spiritually together in the coming weeks. And so whatever that looks like, we're going to keep getting in God's word and trusting him. All right. So Psalm 146, we're going to start in verse 1 and read down through verse 10. It says here, praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, while I praise the Lord, I will sing praises unto my God, while I have any being. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goes forth, he returns to his earth, and that very day his thoughts perish, or his plans uh, come to naught. They just, the plans stop. It says, verse 5, Happy, however, or blessed is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Verses verse six says, which made heaven and earth, the sea and all that therein is, which keeps truth forever, which executes judgment for the oppressed, which gives food to the hungry. The Lord releases the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises them that are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord preserves the strangers. He relieves the fatherless and the widow. But the way of the wicked he turns upside down. The Lord shall reign forever. Even thy God. O Zion, unto all generations, praise ye the Lord. Here the psalmist is saying this praising God is not for just them. It is for all generations. It moves forth throughout all of time that we all praise the Lord. And I want to encourage us this morning to be a people of praise. A people of praise. Now that's difficult right now in our day and age in what's going on with all this stuff. But I think it's difficult for us in general uh, to be people of praise because we're always so quick to focus on what we think we want and don't have, what the, the problems of life. Uh, we tend to be more complainers than praisers. And so I want to encourage us to be a people defined by praise. Now, when I say that, I want you to understand that we're Christ centered, first and foremost. We're always Christ centered. Everything we have and do and and every breath in our being, right, is all centered in the person and work of Jesus Christ, as followers of Christ. But as somebody who's Christ-centered, right, desiring Romans 12 to be that living sacrifice, I want to be Christ-centered, but praise-focused. And we talked about this a few months ago. Christ-centered, praise, praise-focused, where I'm focused on just praising him no matter what my circumstances are. Uh, we can choose praise over panic, praise over worry, praise over doubt. Uh, We can continue to praise even when things don't look like they should. Uh, Just like last week, we talked about choosing prayer over anxiety uh, because we're rejoicing in the Lord. Because we're Christ-centered, we can choose praise and continue to praise no matter what, be a people of praise. And so Psalm 146, the psalmist explains what that looks like, that he's saying, uh, I am my very soul. I determine to praise the Lord. Um, This is actually defined as a psalm of praise and a song, if you will, of praise. Psalm is just a song uh, of of, uh, of praise. Here, um, this song of praise is praising God for His power and His faithfulness, His character, um, His His mighty works. Um, and the psalmist says something interesting. He says, now, "I will not trust in princes. I will not trust trust in princes or human authority. Why? Because man is limited." Man's time will come to an end. James says this: "Your life is a vapor; it appears for a short time and vanishes away." Uh, we don't look at tomorrow and say, "I'm going to go do this or that," without realizing we do it all by the grace of God. If God wills, I will do these things. Um, we understand that our time is limited; our plans are limited. We we're, we're not we're we're infinite or we're finite. We're not infinite like God is. So we don't see the big picture all the time. But but the psalmist is saying, "I'm not going to trust in mankind. I'm going to trust." In God. And so he's praising God for his mighty works, for his, his glorious creation. The fact that God is over all of it. He's praising God for those things. Now, what's interesting here is this is a psalm of praise, and we should be people of praise. But I want to talk about that sometimes praise, and even the word maybe worship, is not necessarily what we think it would be. Uh, we think praise and worship should always be just um. Happy, just very—you know—we never say anything, um, anything harsh. We never uh, talk about struggles or trials. It's always, you know, what uh, God is good. God is good. God is good. God is good. That's all we think of is praise, and God is good, And, and all of that is true. But a part of worship that we need to understand is that that God doesn't just want us to come to Him and say, "God, you're amazing, and you're awesome, and you're all these things." If our heart is struggling with something, and if we're going through something, He wants us to come and say, "God, you are great." And greatly to be praised, but God, I got to tell you, this this that I'm going through right now, this isn't good. I'm like I don't get this. And so, in the Book of Psalms, we actually see examples of both of those things, and oftentimes they kind of come together. So we see Psalms of praise, we see Psalms of just singing praises to God. We also see Psalms of what's called Psalms of Lament, and Psalms of Lament are basically Psalms of crying out to God because there's a problem, either caused by others or caused by self. Or maybe even we think in the moment that God is doing it, but there's a problem and we're crying out to God to take care of it. We're saying, God, are you going to do something about this? And this is an amazing uh, dynamic because this is worship. Um, It's a mix between praise and crying out, Uh, lifting up the name of the Lord and then wondering if he's even listening. Uh, Why? Why do we have this battle? Because we are under Genesis 3. What I mean by that is that all of the creation has fallen in sin. Uh, We, in our flesh, have a sin nature. Uh, We will go through things and struggle in this life because it's a fallen world. Uh, And as followers of Christ, as believers, we, yes, we know that God is in it. We know that we have Christ. We know that we're set for His heaven. But we'll also struggle and we'll go through things and, and we'll have weights that we'll carry. And we will be, at times, wondering, God, why is this like this or why is this happening? God, why isn't it better Uh, In the world, and the reality is uh, it's a fallen world, and because of that, our worship is a mix of praising Him and then God, where are you? Why'd you let this happen? And so, I want to give you another example of a psalm of lament. And so, uh, Psalm 142, um, I encourage you to go there and jot it down for notes. We don't have time to read the whole thing, but I'll give you kind of the idea and then we'll kind of break it down for you. So, Psalm 142, I'll start with just verse one and then I'll give you kind of an outline. Of the, chapter, or of the psalm that you can look at. So uh, David is writing here, and he says this, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. With my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble. This is a psalm of lament. There's an issue, there's a problem, there's a complaint. David is saying, I'm, I'm telling God there's something going on, and he needs to do something about it. And so when we see this, where's David right now in this psalm? Well, many believe that he is separated from Jonathan, right, his best friend. He is fleeing for his life from Saul when he's, when he's writing this or, or going through this. Uh, he's hiding in a cave. This is God's anointed king hiding in a cave, going through all of these things. And so what does David do when he finds himself in this situation? Well, verses 1 and 2, we see an intense prayer. He cries out to God. In verses 3 and 4, he understands that he is helpless. He's saying, I can't do anything about this. Uh, Verses 5 and 7, we see him expressing a dependence on God. And then the second half of verse 7, we see that he's trusting that God will deliver. God will deliver him. Now, not all psalms of lament, which is what Psalm 142 is an example of, end with trusting the Lord or praise. Uh, Some do, and some are just left kind of hanging there. Uh, We don't really know how it ends. And what's interesting is, that's how life can be, right? Uh, We might cry out to God, and as we're crying out, we're praying, we're looking to Him, and then He delivers us, and we're praising Him afterwards. Uh, Sometimes we cry out to God, and nothing seems to happen. He doesn't seem to deliver, at least not in our understanding. And so then we're kind of left just hanging in this limbo. And then that's when, as New Testament believers, we can understand, we look forward to the New Testament, which says that God's grace is sufficient. And while we don't understand all things, we trust in His grace. And so uh, in the Psalms, we see this picture of worship for us. It's an example that we can learn from for worship for us in our lives. Uh, We are a people of praise because we know Christ and we know that God is over all these things. He is the Creator, so we praise Him for all of that. We are a people of praise. However, our worship will be peppered with lament because we are under Genesis 3 in this world. But yet, We worship still. So we are a people of praise, Christ-centered, praise-focused. We're praising Him. But as we're praising Him, our worship, which is really, again, don't think music. We think, oh, worship, that's music. That's the four or five songs before the guy gets up and preaches. That's not all that worship is. That's an expression of worship. But worship is a lifestyle. It's an attitude of praising him through all things. And so our worship is both praise filled and focused. We're just honoring him and praising him because he is creator. He's over all this. We're excited to worship him. We're thanking him for his faithful character, but it's peppered. Our worship is peppered with lament because we go through things and we cry out to God. I mean, in Psalm 142, David says, I cried. Man, my, I, I poured out my guts to you. I just laid it all out there and God receives that. God hears that. He's not angry about that. And so we see this balance of worship. Don't think it's always, oh, God is good, God is good, God is good. We need to believe God is good and he is good. And we need to praise him. But it's okay to go to him and say, God, I don't get this. God, I'm crying out to you. Notice David's place of crying out. He didn't just cry out and vent to his friends or himself or just complain. He cried out to God. He went to God in prayer. And because of that, even though he was struggling in lament and struggling in this problem, he still praised God. I want to give you one more example. As our time's running short, uh, Acts chapter 16 and verse 25. Popular passage in the book of Acts, but I want to show you another example of this where finding ourselves in circumstances of situations that are not ideal, where we don't understand it's a problem caused by others, caused by self. Uh, Sometimes we think, God, why are you doing this? And God's allowing these things uh, in our lives. But I want to see an example here in Psalms I'm sorry, in Psalms, in Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, in verse 25. Uh, Paul and Silas have been imprisoned and beaten and all these things for preaching Christ. And listen to what happens here in verse 25 of Acts 16. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. Two keys, right? We've heard this. Prayed. They're in the prison. They're, they're in this horrible situation. They prayed and they sang praises Unto God. Now, we don't know what praises they sang. We don't know what they were singing 100%. But while we don't know for sure what they were singing, could it be, since the book of Psalms is really a song book, it's a book of songs, that they chose to sing praises to hymns, to sing psalms of praise to God while sitting in a jail cell? Could it be they were singing some of the very same psalms that David was writing when he was sitting in a cave, hiding in a cave, fleeing from his, for his life from Saul? Could it be that Paul and Silas decided, you know what, we've gone through this, it's not ideal, but we're going to trust God, we're going to believe God, we're going to sing praises to God. And notice that they prayed They cried out to him. They cried out to God. I don't think they were happy about where they were, but I think they were content because they knew God was with them. And I think they prayed. They got their perspective right. They got their heart right. And then they sang praises to God because even though we're in a not a great situation, we can trust that God is with us and that he knows what we're going through. So let me encourage you with this as we close. In the midst of the confusion, let's determine to be a people of praise. In the midst of the confusion going around us, let's choose to be a people of praise. Uh, Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for our time together this morning. Pray you would lead God in direct and just encourage the people that have gathered to listen to this talk this morning. Uh, Father, I pray that you would bless uh, our church family and allow us to have the right perspective that we would be Christ-centered but praise-focused, that we would be a people of praise. Yes, it's not ideal what we go through in life at times, but we're going to praise you anyway because you are worthy. Thank you for your salvation, all that you have done, and we glorify you, and we lift you up. We don't trust in man. We trust in you because you are trustworthy. Thank you, Father, for all that you're doing. May we sing praises to you and to you alone, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to what we're doing this morning. And and let me just say again, if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, Please take time to consider your standing before God. God loves you. He cares so much for you. Uh, He sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for your sins. And when we understand our need for a Savior, we repent from our sins and trust in Christ. He will save us. And he will give us eternal life. Because he is gracious. He is good and loving. And so if you don't know Christ, maybe you would make that decision this morning. God bless you guys. And we look forward to seeing you real soon.